Anchor is by far the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place for free. How cool is that? And then you can use it right from your phone, your iPad, your tablet. Download the app, record your podcast, and that's it. And there are so many creative tools that you can use to make your podcast amazing. You can import music. You can edit and re-record as often as you like to your perfection. You don't have to worry about your podcast being distributed because they take care of that for you. They make sure your podcast is visible on Spotify, Apple, Google, and the list goes on. And then you can easily, easily make money with no minimum listenership. If I were you, I would advise you to use Anchor. Good afternoon, men and women of God. Just want to come on really quick and take a few minutes to encourage someone. God dropped in my spirit today, focusing on the prize. And he specifically told me, make it do what it do. And he took me over to... Luke 2 and 49, dealing with at this time, Jesus was a young boy and his parents found him in the temple and they were upset with him because he had wandered off. And his response to them was, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Verse 50 goes on to say, but they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. It would be years later before I believe anyone would grasp what Jesus was saying in that moment. Over in Luke 22 verses 7 through 39 Jesus is sitting around the table with the disciples and they're undergoing the Last Supper. And Jesus is letting them know what's about to take place. He lets Peter know that he's going to deny him three times. He lets Judas know that you're going to betray me with a kiss. And it behooved them to believe that they would treat Jesus this way. And in our key text, Luke 22 and 42, Jesus has asked the disciples to stay here and wait while I go pray. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane. And it's moments before Judas meets him and betrays him. Can you imagine just moments before somebody comes and stabs you in the back and it's the very person that you've been walking with, talking with every day, all day. 
And in this particular scripture, Jesus had gotten, his flesh had gotten weary. He, he began to look in the cup. And it, it, at this point, it, it had gotten real. It was beyond the prophecies and the scriptures being fulfilled. He began to see in detail that he was going to be whipped with a cat of nine tails. They were going to place a, a throne, a crown of thorns on his head. That they, he was going to be spit on and mocked and laughed at. All from a people who claimed that they loved him and really didn't. But over in 1 Peter 3 and 18, it, it talks about Jesus having to die. Because it says, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh and made alive by the Spirit. God also began to deal with me with the spirit of offense. Too often we become distracted and we lose focus on the higher calling at hand because we're offended. Spiritually, naturally, we become offended. And to look up the definition of offended It simply means to cause a person or group to feel hurt, angry, or upset by something said or done. And the sad thing about it is, once we become offended, then we begin to give up. Then we want to stop. Then we begin to get tired. Then we begin to get discouraged. I know someone's not going to like me right here. However, destiny doesn't just stop and go away because we tend to get offended. When we get through getting offended, there is still an assignment waiting to be carried out. There is still a mandate on our lives waiting to be fulfilled. Us being offended does not stop God from moving. Us being offended does not stop the anointing from flowing. Us being offended does not stop us from being chosen. Whoever likes it or does not like it. Look over at Joseph in Genesis 37, 11 through 24. His own family. His brothers. Sold him off because they simply did not like him. Hmm. Or over in Job 2 and 9 with Job's wife. One would think that it would be an honor to be considered to be tried. But Job's wife told him to curse God and die. You see, when it's time to step up and make it do what it do, things, thoughts, and feelings become irrelevant. 
So what? They betrayed you. Big deal. They hurt you. Okay. I I know it doesn't feel good. Baby, you better learn to pray and wipe your tears all at the same time. Joshua 24 and 15 says, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Psalms 1 and 3 says to be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. I may bend, but I ain't going nowhere. Psalms 51 and 10, David asked God to create in him a clean heart. I ain't going to hell because I was too busy being mad at you. Jude 24 through 25, God keep me from falling. Keep me from telling that person off and slapping them upside their head like I really want to do. Keep me, God. Order my steps, God. God, don't let me go over there and act a fool. It's too many souls on the line. People dying and going to hell for me to be stuck, hurting, discombobulated, worried about what somebody said or did. Yes, it hurt. No, it doesn't feel good right now, but I got to make it do what it do. Paul said in Philippians 3 and 14, press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. Baby, listen. Listen, listen, listen. After you decide that you finally like me and you've already counted me out, rejected me, offended me, and belittled me, you still couldn't measure up to what God has in store for me. Joseph's brothers left him in the pit, but when they saw him again, he was in the palace. (laughs) Moses may have been left in the basket hiding, but in the end, he was the only one that could lead the children of Israel to the promised land. David may have been just a little overlooked shepherd boy, but in the end, he was a chosen king. All I'm trying to say is we don't have time to focus on her, him, that, this, or then, because there's a greater work at hand. Gotta make it do what it do.